Well, I think I might just permanently sound like I have COVID now. Like, I don't know. It's been two and a half weeks, three weeks, and I've still got this, like, nasally, phlegmy. A little bit of a rasp. Like a rasp. And it's yeah. like, and there's still, like, stuff in my system. It's gro- It's so gross. It's so gross. Maybe when maybe when you do finally get over it, you'll be a big boy and you'll have like a, a deep, sexy uh, radio voice. That, yeah, I'll uh, be like, just yeah. dances uh, everybody. Yeah, so I don't know what it is. Maybe if I maybe if I ditch this milkshake diet I'm on, but we'll see. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. But hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. I hello. am Brady and I am Carl. Yeah, and and we are affectionately referred to as the B Team. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, something that when you first said it, I was like, ah, but I, it's growing on me, I think. So uh, if we're the B team and you and Pete are the A team, what do we call ourselves when we're all together? Uh, the, the alpha, the the omega team, the... The, the omega? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, we'll uh, work on it. Um, <laughs> so we are Assembled. here and we are, another week has passed. Uh, which means movie news abundant. Um, so yeah, we're just going to sit and rifle off a couple of things, well, more than a couple, but some things that are going on in the world of Hollywood movies. Um, <clears throat> listen, oh gosh, see, I need, I need, I need to be the friend of a fisherman. Jeez, um, <clears throat> or you need to walk some halls. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, that's good. Um, that was a good joke. Thanks. I am virtually high-fiving you right now. Uh, awesome. listen, there's, there's a lot more news. I had someone, I had someone reach out and they were like, uh, you know, there's a lot of news last week that, uh, that, uh, you didn't cover in the show. Well, no shit. <laughs> like, there's a lot of stuff we just don't care about. There's so much stuff <laughs> that comes our out. our news. <laughs> yeah. It, this is literally a list of things that we find fascinating, uh, and so, yeah, so yeah, there's going to be lots of stuff that we don't talk about and, uh, y- you're just going to have to deal with it. So kicking things off, listen, something that Pete and I have been talking about for, it feels like a while now, uh, is the shenanigans of Ezra Miller. Um, for yes. those who do- don't know who Ezra Miller is, is he's the uh, he's the Flash from the DCEU. Uh, he's also Credence something around. I don't know his last name. Um, Credence Clearwater, or is that some other pop culture reference that I'm combining uh, from the Fantastic Beasts films? Um, and listen, I you know, and this is a subjective thing, but I think Ezra Miller from an acting standpoint, from a a purely performance standpoint, is an incredible actor. I think he's extremely talented. I think he is a fantastic Flash. But there have been some issues. Um, For the last couple of... Yeah, from the last couple of years now, Ezra Miller, it seems like for a while, every week was in the news... Uh, for something new, whether it was um, choking a woman um, at a bar or breaking into someone's house to steal alcohol because you, uh, when you're thirsty, you're thirsty. 
and um, or possibly, arguably, the most egregious of egregious of all of them uh, was grooming grooming a fourteen year old girl and then like separating her from her family and like going on the run just like a bunch of a bunch of really messed up stuff now listen this is something i've said with pete Uh, it's clear that ezra is sick um that that this he has something mental going on um and that you know that that they need help. However, up until this point, it seems like Ezra, for the most part, has dodged all repercussions of their actions. Um, there hasn't been. There's been some legal fallout, but not yeah, serious legal you've fallout. Got deep pockets and can pay pay people off. And yeah. Well, he's also he's also just been hard to find Ezra. Like they've been alluding <laughs> like it, a lot of it has been we're not really sure where Ezra Miller is right now um but something i've talked about is the biggest blunder out of all of this is that Ezra has had zero repercussions um at least for a very long time from Warner Brothers Warner Brothers their approach for years now has been shh we don't talk about that we don't talk yeah, about Ezra Miller under the rug yeah, we never talk about it. And that caused a little bit of controversy for me because a couple of allegations flew and Warner Brothers was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're cutting ties with Johnny Depp. Clearly we can't have Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts anymore. He's got to go. Yeah. <clears throat> but then Ezra's actually getting charged doing these things and it's been a, a we don't talk about that. And I think that this has aggravated the situation because when you are someone like Ezra Miller and you are doing these types of things and getting away with it, nobody is slapping you on the back of the head saying, Hey, enough is enough. Now there's some consequences. All Warner brothers has done up until this point has fueled the fire. All they've done is, is enabled Ezra. Well, that might all be coming to a change. Um, I'm, fairly confident, and we're going to talk about this coming up in just a little bit here, but I am fairly confident that Ezra Miller uh, has already been fired as The Flash, right? It's not out publicly, and I don't think it will be out publicly until after The Flash movie comes out. Um, But there's no doubt in my mind that Warner Brothers is done with him. They have to be. You can't, you can't, you can't make another movie with Ezra at this point going forward. You just, you can't. Um, so in terms of the flash one, do you th- like th- this movie has been kind of like very similar to the Aquaman two, this movie's flash has been delayed several times because of some of the stuff Ezra has been doing, even though I haven't outright. Um, kind of I mean a lot, no, a lot of that was COVID. Why. A lot of that was COVID. <sighs> You say that, but I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I, like they're I not mean, outright. Uh, they haven't outright dismissed him the way they did Johnny Depp, but they're definitely like those. Deli- that's a. I don't know. 
like other movies have been made and gone out that that kind of have the same time period to be made and produced and they've seen the silver screen at this point so what what's different with the flash what's different with aquaman it's it's the the legal allegations with some of the lead actors in in those films yeah i mean it, it, certainly that's probably some of it like there was there would certainly be a time where warner brothers was sitting like don't get me wrong make no mistake there were several boardroom meetings late into the night with executives sitting there going what the hell do we do what do we do yeah. what do we do about this movie because this movie's pretty much done there were some reshoots yes there were covid delays because it, it, you know it, originally yeah. the film was supposed to come out back during covid um, yeah. every every movie that was being made during covid got delayed a little bit i'm yeah. my my point is these two movies have gotten delayed exponentially more than other ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And and some of that is like, it's it's hard to know if that's sort of like an MCU thing as well, where, you know, if we're delaying one, well, we kind of need this one to come out before that one for story reasons and so on and so forth. Um, because I've theorized for a while now that the Flash movie being a Flashpoint storyline is going to serve as sort of a hard reset for the DCEU. Um, that they're basically going to go in and use this film to retcon everything um, and yeah. say, okay, K Kind of the same slate. way the comics did it, where they're just going to start from scratch. Basically. It's basically going to be moving forward. It's it's going to be like old DC versus the new 52. Um, it's... it's gonna that's my theory i've got nothing to back that up on um i mean aside from the fact point, that it's a, it's a solid theory yeah like stuff is going to change we're going to have some back to the future oh okay now i have a bitch and truck and and my mom's not an alcoholic kind of action um for <laughs> sure but uh yeah so anyways listen ezra miller now could be facing he's now facing charges um 20 potentially 26 years in prison kind of charges um you said they hadn't caught did they actually get a hold of him oh yeah as, oh yeah 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 he's like okay. he's he's with his mom now and he's made a statement or two and and about getting help and apologizing for right you so know previous actions and, and stuff walking the streets yeah <laughs> um conditions Again, so there's not much there's not much to say about this aside from, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation all around. It's unfortunate when someone um is not getting the mental help that they need. Um yeah. it's unfortunate when it, this happens to anyone but but particularly when it happens to like I said someone who I deem to be an incredible on-screen talent. Um probably you know, arguably an, a near perfect casting for Barry Allen. Like Ezra has has owned that role. Well, um, I, I would say that's debatable. I don't think he's. I think he did a good job in the role. I don't think he's got the look for it. But that's that's. Um, we we kind of got into this by Werewolf at at, at midnight with um, Elsa Bloodstone. You know, like it's look. It's kind of movie liberties with the resource material well i mean what what are you looking for he's a he's a well, dark haired 
Barry, Barry Allen's traditionally a ginger with, I don't know, and I don't know, he, he didn't seem, and this is more writing than him. Uh, he didn't, he didn't seem witty to me. Barry Allen's in the comics. He's usually fairly tall. He's a little taller. He's not. He didn't seem not witty to you. Ah, I don't know. It's I been mean, a while in Justice League, so yeah, maybe, in Justice League, we get all these. You know, they're planning yeah. on bringing Superman uh, back to, to life watch it again. I'd have to and, watch it again, I guess. And and Barry's but in terms like of physical appearance. I don't think he he portrays the physical appearance that I would put with Flash. So, in, but in Justice, League, yeah, I'm going to argue the. I'm going to argue against the witty thing because, like, yeah, like it, yeah. in Justice League, uh, yeah. they're planning on bringing Superman back, and 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 Barry says, "So, like, are we bringing him back, back, or like Pet Cemetery back?" <laughs> right? Like, there's a lot of like, okay. and it turns out, and then when that. Superman yeah. comes back and he's it's losing been a while his shit, I watched it. When when Superman comes back and he's losing his shit, Barry Allen like whispers over to Aquaman, he's like, "Pet Cemetery." <laughs> like, yeah. So, anyways, but I mean, so uh, he looks very similar appearance-wise, though, to Grant Gustin, who was the the CW's Flash, right? And I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is just like a little bit more, like, um, sort of hardcore fandom coming through here, wanting him to look more accurate. I'm just pulling up now to see, do we get a maskless shot of Barry Allen in Injustice, Gods Among Us? It don't, it doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. I'm just curious to see if like DC as a whole is like, yeah, we hate gingers now. <laughs> like moving away yeah. from that as so, a, as a representation. Yeah, I'm looking at, but. I'm looking at comic, some comic images now. It's not, if it, Who's the other Flash? Barry Allen apparently is blonde. <laughs> I must be yeah, because um, there's a few people that take on the Flash persona. Uh, Wally Jay? West, I think it's Wally West. Wally West. Well, yeah, and there, yes, I mean, there's Wally more than West that, but is, those would be the two is, uh, redheaded. Yeah, yeah. See, well, then um, there you go. You're getting banned but, out of shape uh, for nothing. So, but it's still it's still not comic accurate because. Uh, Every image, comic book image, I'm looking at of Barry Allen. He's he's blonde. He's tall. He's ath- very athletically built. Yeah, Bart Allen, I think, was uh, was a redhead as well. Do uh, to do. Yeah. Anyways, well, yeah, Wallace. He's West. a little bit more brown here, right? But. Wally West, Wallace West, Jay Garrick, right? Jay Garrick. Well, Man, there's so many Anyway, flashes. maybe maybe they'll fix that now that uh, we're a little off topic from Ezra. Yeah, Moore. maybe. I, you know, and <laughs> it's 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 hard to say. But anyway, so moving on. Um, speaking speaking of the Flash, it has come out that the script for a sequel to the Flash film has already been written. Now, interesting. This doesn't surprise me because every, you know, regardless of all of the drama surrounding this Flash movie that's coming out, the one thing that everyone who has seen it has agreed on is that it is a really good movie. Regard, regardless of Ezra, regardless of, of all of the, the, the controversy, that the director has made a hell of a film. 
And it's a film that Warner Brothers is really happy with, they're really proud of, and they're really excited for. And I think this is the right, you know, like, regardless of whether or not you have to recast, um, regardless of whether or not you have to recast Barry Allen, I think that, you know, this is, this is Warner Brothers heading sort of in the right direction, maybe, instead of doing this, like, okay, we're going to release a film, we're going to see how it does, and then, you know, six years from now... Will will release a sequel. This is this is maybe them starting to take a step in the right direction and understanding that hey, we have a hell of a film. We're planning on making a sequel, so let's get off our asses and and get ahead of this thing and at least start planning where we're going next and commission a script. Um, so that excites me. I'm very excited for this film. I'm of the mind that when this movie does come out. I think it might get a last-minute title change. I don't think this movie is going to be called The Flash. Um, Partially because of the controversy, maybe the bad PR surrounding it. Um, Also just because having watched the trailers and knowing everything that we know about this film with Ben Affleck coming back and Michael Keaton and, and the emphasis that seems to be put on, you know, the caped crusader. I think Batman Flashpoint... It's like a way better title uh, and probably a more <laughs> accurate title and and certainly a a title that removes some of the negative connotation around it. Um, but regardless, I'm excited for this movie, which means by extension, I'm kind of excited for a sequel. Uh, but what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was always pretty uh, excited about the film. I'm not whether Ezra Miller is cast in it or not. You like this all happened prior, uh, and I know you and Pete have had some conversations about like actors and their real life drama, uh, legal issues versus their their work with kind of like the Bill Cosby stuff. You had a conversation about that at one point, I think. Yeah, like. Yeah, at some point, and this I alluded to this a little bit in one of our other movie episodes, but like about how actors need to like remove themselves from kind of social media, kind of get their heads out of their butts and just focus on the craft rather than the attention that comes with it. Like, I am excited about it. The Ezra Miller stuff. I don't think it's going to weigh too heavily on me. I'll try not to think about that going into it because doing that just ruins the watching experience. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to walk out of this film and I could, I could go sit and watch this film three times back to back to back in the theater and walk out of it and turn and look at you, turn and look at you and say, were there people in this film other than Michael Keaton? Because <laughs> that, that is, I am so tunnel visioned, so laser focused. On, like I, for those who don't know, like Michael a five Keaton. Five minute bit part. That's the oh only thing God. you remember. <laughs> M- Michael Keaton is my favorite. To me, he is the the quintessential. I was about to say existential, which is maybe also true. I don't know, uh, but he is the quintessential Batman. He is like, I just love that the michael keaton batman so 
the fact that he's back is like it, it's I I I don't like I don't know that I'm I'm even going to be able to wrap my head around it until I finally see him on the screen. Like I just can't the fact that we are living in a world where the original Ghostbusters were back on screen yeah. and Michael Keaton is coming back mm-hmm. as, and there's another one. What was the other one? Um, oh, well, and that we might be getting uh, that um, Brad Pitt's production company. Uh, what is it? Plan B or B? So anyways, um, <clears throat> they've bought the, they've, they've bought the rights. I no, I think it might be anyways, they've bought the rights and they are, um, getting into production on a sequel to Beetlejuice that will have oh, Winona Ryder and, and, and Michael Keaton, like all of this stuff, it just blows my mind. A lot of people are bent out of shape about these like legacy sequels that we're getting. Right. To, to me, it's like, whatever, like. You know, just give me. I, I I've never I've never turned down a sequel. I've never turned down a reboot. I've never turned down a remake because it 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 doesn't matter. It's just an opportunity to get another great film, and nothing happens to people like oh they're going to ruin the original Beetlejuice. How? How? It's still on your. They're not recalling all the original Blu-rays, yeah. DVDs, and VHSs. That, it's still that, on your that, shelf. That individual movie may suck horribly, but the originals still stand the test of time. Yeah, you know, oh, the new, the female Ghostbusters ruined Ghostbusters. uh, I've watched the original two Ghostbusters since, and they're still as good. I'm with you on that. Like, that, especially, like, using that Ghostbusters analogy, like, yeah, it didn't ruin the original two, it just ruined itself. Yeah, exactly. You're either going to have a great movie, in which case, awesome. Like, I, listen, remake everything. Nothing's off the table. Honestly, even my favorite properties. Remake Back to the Future. Remake Star Wars. It it, it doesn't now, matter. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, no, no, whoa. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't matter because either we are going to get another awesome Sacrilege. film. We're going to get another awesome film that we can put up. You know, one of my favorite films of all time. Remake Titanic. Remake Sound of Music. Do it. Because either I'm going to get an incredible film that I can add to my collection, or I can say, oh, that wasn't very good. That's not for me. What a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> and I've still got my I've still got my original. And the other well, thing that I what. love about this is when something like the new the female Ghostbusters comes out, right? Or let's say they remake Sound of Music. I'm gonna go into that film like weary as hell. Absolutely. But every time one of these things happens, one of these remakes happens, the one thing that, that, that indisputably also happens is a, a whole new generation of people discover the original. Right. Right. People who have never seen That's Sound of Music is. go, oh, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's an old one too. And they go back and they watch that. And I'm all for that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, um, kind of back on bring this train right back around to the station with the whole flash point two and Batman being in it and kind of closing out the flash topic so we can move on. Uh, I, I'm right there with you. Like seeing these ba- old Batmans come back and like for you, like you see your Batman come back, that'll be your big thing. I'll tell you what, if I see my Batman 
come on the screen, I'll 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 lose my crap too. It'll be Adam awesome. West is dead, yeah. man. He no, Will away. Arnett. If Will Arnett shows up oh my as gosh. Michael Batman, I'll be like, yes, that's my Batman. Oh, jeez. I don't, First I try. don't know. You. Re- really, Will Arnett over Kevin Conroy? If Kevin <laughs> Conroy like, shows up in this film, he, like I say it kind of jokingly. But he totally killed it as Lego Batman. Oh, like, he's, it's funny as hell. It's, yeah. It's hilarious. It's great. Yeah. He played the role perfect. It was fun. Not, not, right. not like a real Batman character, but he's still no. Batman. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. moving on. What's next moving on your on. list, sir? So, uh, Christmas is coming. Did you know that? I love Christmas. I know it's you my do. my favorite time of Which year. means snow is coming for those of us snow. who live in snowy parts of the world. You mm-hmm. believe that? Can you, like, I can believe it, but can I, you, I Carl Eastman, Every wrap, wrap your head around the fact that there are people who live in parts of the world who can't just grab a snowboard and go hit the slopes? I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Is this the year you're going to teach me how to snowboard? I don't know. Maybe. We'll You've see. You've been saying that for 10 years. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I well, think, we'll have to get our schedules aligned and figure it out. I think this should be the year. Uh, okay, right. so... Coming with Christmas, and speaking of legacy sequels, uh, we have a sequel, a long-awaited sequel to um, I A Christmas th- Story. I don't think I would say anybody was waiting for this. No. But I wouldn't say anybody's d- would be disappointed in seeing it. Now, having said that nobody's waiting for it, there was one thing that I thought... like So, a, te- a teaser trailer for A Christmas Story, the sequel... A Christmas Story Christmas, I think they're calling it. Yeah, um, it would, where would be it's, the second sequel. Be it's years movie. later. It's now in like the 70s or the 80s. I think it's the yeah. 80s. And Ralphie is all grown up, played by the same actor. We get one shot of like his his eyes and his brow line. And you can just t- like, it's yeah. even though he's aged, it's still obviously Ralphie. Like it's the same. Yeah. It's, it's the same eyes. His eyes have not changed at all. This was, listen, they don't give much away in this. It's very much a teaser, very much a a fan service. Hey, remember this? Harking back to the original kind of teaser. And I'm not, I, I'm, I wouldn't say lukewarm, but it's, the original is not one of my classic go-to Christmas movies. I've seen it certainly a couple of times. Um, and it's fun and, but it's, it's just not, it's not one that I like grew up with as a Christmas staple, but I'll tell you what, watching this teaser was a little bit of an emotional experience for me Mm -hmm. because you know, who would have been all over this? You, your mother? What? What? Why you got to bring my mom into this? I don't know. You're asking me who would love this. I, your mom seems like the kind of person who loves the Christmas story. Our our <laughs> late mutual friend Jim Hines was oh. such an advocate of the yeah. a lover he, of the he first. Did really like the original. Yeah. Like to him, there was almost no other Christmas movie that was like yeah. his, and it's he loved it for all of the reasons that it's so bad. Like it was just. It was just, yeah, that was his jam. And I, and so watching this, I was just thinking about Jim and I was like, oh man, like <sighs> Jim would have been all over this. But what say you? Are you, I would say I'm like, I'm, I'm lukewarm. I'm, the, the original's not like an amazing 
classic to me. I respect it for what it is, but I'm, like I said, I didn't grow up with it. Um, so my anticipation for, for this one is also kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. Like I'll see it. That's, that's interesting. That's kind of exciting. Um, but I'm not losing my mind. Uh, what are your thoughts on the fact that a, we're getting a sequel and B, what are your thoughts on the teaser that we got? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm, I like, as far as the original goes, I would say I put it in a classic staple for me. It's not something kind of same as you that it wasn't something or something I go out of my way to watch every year, but when the opportunity arises to watch it, yeah, this is this is no jingle all the way for you, and yeah, yeah, it's no, um, yeah, it's no Christmas Chronicles, Uh, (laughs) but no, it's yeah, I really enjoyed the original as a kid. the re the, they made a Christmas story too. I'm, I'm just looking at it now. When did, was this made? Where's the date on it? In 2012. It's a different so actor and stuff, ago. though, right? Like, <clears throat> yeah the the guy who plays Ralphie is a guy named Brendan Lee Masters. Like it's it's supposed to be set. Um, what when he's a close, teenager? Yeah, like close he, after. It's all about him one. getting his first car. Uh, Ralphie getting his first car. And, yeah, I haven't seen that kind one. Of those you? teenage uh, years, kind of teenage storytelling. I have. Uh, I wouldn't say it's as good as the original, but it hits a lot of familiarity notes uh, with kind of the thing he wants is a car. Where in the original, the thing he wants is a red rider bb gun um and in both he gets ends up getting both of them and it like they're both they're both good the original is definitely better so coming back to the story for a third time this time as an where he's an adult i'm i'm assuming he's probably going to have his own family so we're going to kind of see the Christmas drama unfold where now he's the father uh, of a household and it's the original actor. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm down for it and I think I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and like we kind of we hinted at <laughs> at the beginning there, like I don't think it was anything that anybody was looking for to be uh, looking forward to. Oh, I'm sure someone was, but it never sets itself. They never set themselves up for a sequel, right? No, it's a nice, tidy end each times. But uh, that being said, now that it is being made, I'm interested. Do you think they'll do what the Halloween franchise did and basically ignore? Like, do you think they'll, in continuity standpoint, they'll just make this sort of a direct follow up to the first one and ignore Mm. the one that came out ten years ago? I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the one from 10 years ago. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. It doesn't like looking at this very short teaser. We, um, you know, we get a little bit of a, a span through an attic, things that have been tossed up in the attic from, and they're all things from the first movie. So they might, but I hope they don't. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'll, I'll probably find myself going back to watch the first and second one before I watch the third one, just to kind of see, see. Yeah. That's what it does. These sequels yeah. come out, and and it just yep. draws people. Are like, yep. oh, cool. Like, yeah. 
Okay, so something that we have been talking about, uh, you and I, I think we talked about it last week, um, with Superman showing up, Henry Cavill's Superman showing up in the post credit scene of Black Adam, which isn't even a spoiler anymore, because since then, uh, Warner Brothers has just straight up started using Superman in the marketing for Black Adam. They're just kind of wearing their cards on their showing their cards now they're like okay really i didn't this is, I haven't seen any of that yeah there's like this this is what we're doing um it is now official there is a proper superman sequel to a, a sequel to man of steel uh with henry cavill in it in development um this is exciting like i said he's my my favorite superman i think he's the best on-screen superman we've had um yeah. He's yeah. I'm I'm excited for this. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what they'll title it. You think it'll be Man of Steel two, or will they just call it Superman? Well, yeah. Or, I guess this is the actual would be his first standalone sequel, right? Yeah, yeah. And the first it's one the where one. really he like he's not you know like Man of Steel is very much an origin story. He's not really Superman in that movie until yeah, maybe until the very the end. end. Right. In the same vein as, you know, you can argue that the Homecoming trilogy, he's not actually Spider-Man until like the end of that movie, the end of that that trilogy. Um, But so anyways, uh, I'm excited for this. I don't know what they're going to call it. I hope they don't call it Man of Steel 2. I think that's just, you know, at this point, call it Superman or the Mm. Superman or, you know, something like that. Um, but are you excited for this? And what do you think they should call it? Uh, man, Henry Cavill is, Cavill is Superman. Yeah, that's that gets. I like that. I like Henry Cavill. I think he's great. Uh, I like him as Superman. I, I, I'm. I'd say I'm pretty excited about it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as what they call it, man. I guess that depends on what what if the many story arcs of superman they're going to run with well i have a theory um because i think this film the announcement of this film also solves an issue that we were having last week which is how do you because the rock has said we are working towards you are going to see superman and black adam team off against each other um and we were like well how do you like when and how do you do that because we now have Black Adam, and we now have we have a Black Adam two on the way, um, and we have Shazam two on the way, and in Shazam two we don't have Black Adam going up against Shazam, yeah. and if Superman is going to be the antagonist of Black Adam two then we're not going to have Black Adam and Shazam going up against each other in that. Um, But I think this makes perfect sense now. I think what you do is you make Black Adam the antagonist of of the Superman sequel, and then you throw Shazam into Black Adam 2. Just make it a team-up movie. No, no, not necessarily. I like pitting them against each other, right? So you have Man of Steel 2 with... Black Adam fighting Superman. And then in Black Adam 2, you bring in Shazam as the as the oh, I see adversary. I thought you were saying bring them all into this one film. No, no. Too crowded. Mm. 
I don't know. You got, I wouldn't say that you've got, you've already laid all the groundwork for the base character development for all the three characters. You don't, so you don't need to do kind of any of that introductory character development that takes time and, uh, to kind of let you understand the character's means and motives and abilities and all that stuff that takes like a third of the movie. Um, so you could, you could easily have all three on screen at once fighting and teaming up and kind of, you know, like, uh, one of the last, last week, I when we talked about black Adam and the DCU, uh, I mentioned how I thought they should just fire the entire writing team and hire the, uh, the animated team that's been doing animated film works for the last two decades because their stories are all overlapping. It's all the same voice actors and kind of Batman flashes, Superman characters going through and they're all amazing. And in one of those, it's Flash versus Superman, or sorry, not Flash, um, Shazam versus Superman versus Black Adam. And it's kind of this weird, in the story, Superman runs into Shazam, and Shazam is a young kid, and he's not crime fighting very effectively, and he's got a lot of collateral damage, and Superman and him kind of go to toe-to-toe for a little bit, because Superman's trying to stop him from causing collateral damage and then shazam or sorry black adam shows up and now all of a sudden the two end up teaming up together to take down black adam yeah i mean i think the only reason you wouldn't do this right like i think you could go there eventually but i think you know i think superman fighting black adam is so exciting because black adam is is potentially one of the few worthy like it's so difficult to make a superman property because it's difficult without just throwing kryptonite in every time it's hard to find worthy adversaries to superman superman is so overpowered that yeah, his rogue stables kind of yeah so it's ex- it's manage. exciting to have black adam in there because you're like okay this is a this is a, a battle of the gods like this is a worthy fight right Having said that, I also think that you wouldn't want to have Superman in a film that is Black Adam's first introduction to Shazam, because that is, again, that would be like, it, it, it's just such an important relationship between Black Adam and Shazam that I think you really kind of want to focus on that, right? It, it Again, it'd be similar to like, you know, building this universe, being like, okay, we have a Batman, we've done a standalone Batman movie. We have right. a Joker, we've done a standalone Joker movie. Okay, well, now it's time to have the two meet in a film, uh, but we're going to throw Mr. Freeze in there as well, just as like, you know, another player on the field. And it's like, well, no, like... Can we focus on? Let's just focus on the interaction, the 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 rivalry between these two. Between you know, it's it's not just like it's not it's not like a, a Black Adam film where you're going to bring Aquaman in and oh okay yeah let's throw Wonder Woman in there as well. This is Black Adam and Shazam. These are this is the yin and yang. These are yeah. 
are, you know, th- this is his, this is Spider-Man's Green Goblin. This is Batman's Joker. This is, you know, so this is okay, Green so Lantern Sinestro Corps. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put, pause you there. Shazam isn't traditionally part of Superman's rogue gallery. The fact that he's magical and he's Black Adam, really strong, yeah, makes him a good challenger for Superman. But the way you're presenting him as being like his black to his the, the black to the white no no kind of Black thing. Adam and Shazam, not Black Adam and Superman. Oh, that's what that's what I'm saying. I, I said oh, okay. That's my I, reason for not putting then. yeah okay yeah. That's my reason for not putting all three of them in a film just yet. Right. So you're you're saying Black Adam should be in Shazam, in a Shazam film first. I think that. I think that Black Adam should be the villain in Superman 2. And I think that because we've already got, like, I think we'll get a Black Adam 2 before we get a Shazam 3, just because of the way things are releasing here. Um, Right. And so then I think in Black Adam 2, that's where you bring in Shazam. Hmm. Yeah. So, and if that's how it goes down fine i hope they write it well in my mind that's backwards in my mind the person who shows up at the post credit scene for black adam should have been shazam because of what you were saying you know the yin to the yang and for the next superman film you should do somebody like brainiac yeah like that makes more sense to me yeah right brainiac is uh in the comics he's he's the he he ends up he's got like a piece of uh krypton he he likes to go around the galaxy collecting pieces of civilizations shrinking them down and keeping them in fish bowls essentially and he's he's in the comics he's one of superman's like yings to the yang kind of thing outside of lex luther he's one of superman's arch nemesis that, from a story uh, from a storyline comic book standpoint, I agree with you. From a Warner Brothers is drowning and you know, new leadership has taken over at Warner Brothers and they're and they're correcting correcting ship and they're fixing things and they're and they're trying to get back on track from a business standpoint. I think you know, if you, from a business standpoint, what is going to get the fans and the average moviegoer more hyped between putting Shazam or Henry Cavill and all of the weight that comes behind not only, holy shit, it's Superman, but holy shit, this is confirmation that, you know, with all the rumors we've had and and speculation that Henry Cavill was hanging up the cape and that we were going to get a new Superman, which was the plan for a while. Um, I I think from a business standpoint, from a a public image, m- getting people excited for the DCEU moving forward, I think that absolutely Henry Cavill's Superman showing up at the end of Black Adam carries way more weight again maybe not as as straightforward from a story standpoint from from those of us who know the comics and go okay well like who would really team off against who but from a get everyone excited 
break the internet, cause cause a lot of hype standpoint between Superman and Shazam. Putting Shazam in the end and not Superman would have been a misfire. Absolutely. See, yeah, uh, this is where I disagree. Like that decision, to me, the way you're explaining it, it sounds like it's based more on um, the hype the actor can bring than the story yeah. you can tell. Sure. And sure, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as an actor puts butts in seats no matter what role he's playing. Yeah. But you can bring the best star power to the screen, and if you've got a horrible writing team, that movie's going to tank. Oh, no, I agree. We're I, we, Here we're talking about who should have shown up in the post credit scene. And I think I think... Warner Brothers is in a position where they know that they need to get people excited about the DCEU again because they know they know that it's it's been floundering. But it's been floundering because the writing's not that great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you but gotta fix you, your writing before you, <laughs> like, Absolutely. That's yeah, the problem. You're just what you're what you're I know what you're saying, but it's just a band-aid fix to the actual problem. Well, or is it, I think you need to do both. You need to improve your writing, but if you improve your writing and get your writing to where it needs to be, however, you have already gotten to a point where people are disinterested and you don't have that that carrot on a string in front of everybody, then good writing is only going to do so much because the perception of the DCEU is already there and people aren't going to go see your new film with the good writing. Whereas if you have, if you're like, okay, we need to fix our writing. We need to, to start putting out better quality films. Great. But we also need to, we need a teaser. We need something that's going to get people excited and come give our better writing a chance. And I think that, that Superman will do that over Shazam. Absolutely. More people. There's, there is no argument you can give me that will tell me, that will make me believe or agree that more people are excited about Shazam. More people will lose their minds that, holy crap, it's Shazam, versus, holy crap, it's Henry Cavill as Superman, not only showing up in this film, but confirming and, and making this, like, bold, bold statement saying, yes, Henry Cavill is our Superman and is going to be our Superman moving forward and is going to be, is going to be rightfully so, the DCEU's Captain America or the DCEU's Iron Man. He is going to be our cornerstone character that we, that we build the DCEU off of because that is, that's business. Right, that's yeah. that so is the from brand from recognition. An average moviegoer experience, that may be the case. But from somebody who knows and loves the comics and the cartoons and the animated yeah. movies, no, I agree. It's it's it doesn't it, it wouldn't Shazam would hit harder. Oh, absolutely, it, it, and I agree. And like I said, yeah. from a story comic book, you know, coherent story standpoint, Shazam would make more sense. However. From a business standpoint, like you have to understand it's, that it's, when you're making these films, 
even even in their own films, it makes more sense because at the end of Shazam, they set up an empty one of the one of the thrones was empty, so they set up Black Adam. Right, but again, and now we're, we're into Shazam two, and he's still not there. And at the end of but, Black Adam, there's no Shazam doesn't show. Like, it, okay, it but just, you're talking story, yeah. and I'm talking business, and you're, yeah, and, you're talking star power. <laughs> what? No, I'm well. Not necessarily star power, but well, like yeah, that's what you're... even even well no because it wouldn't it wouldn't matter who's playing Superman to the average movie going audience, which is who you are. You know when you're making one of these films, you cater to the average movie going audience because they are larger. That is a larger group, and they are going to bring more dollars. If you made a film that only appeals to the diehard comic book fans and ignores and does not do everything that it needs to do to also bring in the average movie going audience, you are going to have a financial disaster. That's it, like, that's, it just is what it is. And so it wouldn't matter to the average movie going audience. It wouldn't matter who's playing Superman. Superman is more recognizable. If you went out onto the street and you pulled a thousand people and you said, who is Superman? Do you know who Superman is? Every single person, every single of those thousand people are going to say, yeah, I know who Superman is. If you went out and you said, do you know who Shazam is? You're going to get a much lower number. A, a lot of people will, and some of that will be because of the film that's already been released. Most of that will likely be because of the film that's already been released. But the majority of people aren't going to know who Shazam is, whereas everyone is going to know who Superman is. Anyways, we got to move on. We got to move on. But yeah. Superman's coming. Anyway. <laughs> Superman's coming. It's exciting. I'm excited. You're excited? I'm excited either way. I'm just, I just think it's the wrong decision. So Warner Brothers, sticking with our Warner Brothers train, uh, Warner Brothers has canceled their upcoming in-development Zatanna live-action film. Um that's disappointing. It's disappointing, but I want to ask you, because I don't, I don't, here's the thing. Do you think that they are canceling it because they have lost faith in the character of Zatanna? Or do you think that they are going to use her somewhere else? That they go, oh, actually, it makes more sense to have Zatanna in. Now that they're, now that new leadership is there, and they're course correcting, and they're, like, okay, let's actually build a universe instead of just, like, throwing all these characters at the wall and seeing what happens. Do you think they're going, oh, you know what? We should actually have Zatanna show up in a so-and-so film because that makes more sense. I think... I was yeah, going to say, are you pondering? What's <laughs> yeah, I'm pondering. Yeah, it's, it, you pose a good question. She, like, she's not like, uh, like, she's a very powerful superhero in the DC universe, but she's never kind of like a tier, like, in terms of the stories like she's had a run of her own comics right but it wasn't very long she doesn't i don't think she currently does like you know what i mean like she doesn't 
She doesn't sell comics. No. By, her, and so by herself very well. wouldn't sell movie tickets necessarily either. Not then. necessarily. Although she is a really interesting character. Now, right. what I know of her is mostly from some cartoons and animated movies. But yeah. the like, she's a pretty cool character nonetheless. Oh, she's a very cool character. I think I think she could have she could have sold some tickets, but has made made the movie work. But maybe yeah, like maybe something more along the lines of like uh, doing some a collab more of a collaboration with her and another character. Like her and Constantine in the comics have a lot of uh, back and forth working together relationship stuff. So I think and that we would have be, a Constantine movie coming. That would be an interesting way to introduce both of them at the same time. Yeah. Um, and not, not, and not introduce her like as a sideline character. No. Kind of the way black widow was for the first couple Iron Man films, but like introduce her like right alongside Constantine, like both of them working together in tandem. Yeah. I think either way you have to use, if you're going, if the DC, see DC, and Marvel are in two different two different places when it comes to second tier or third tier comic book characters, right? So Marvel can release Shang-Chi tomorrow and it's going to perform well because people have faith in the MCU. People have faith in Marvel. Marvel has has laid the groundwork necessary to be able to do something like a Guardians of the Galaxy where prior to the film coming out, I'm sorry, but almost nobody outside of, well, no, actually not almost nobody, nobody outside of comic book fans had any idea who Guardians of the Galaxy were. Yeah, but because but, it's, the title card it starts with, a, it's a Marvel movie. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas DC's not up. there. DC can't, DC right now doesn't have the good favor with audiences to be able to say, hey, we're going to take an obscure character who you don't know, we're going to create a film solely around this person, and you're going to come watch it. Whereas if yeah. they say, okay, what are our properties that that people know and people like? Okay, we've got Aquaman, we've got Wonder Woman, we've got Superman, we've got Batman, we've got, like, these are our... Yeah. The These are, and now we've got tiers. Black Adam. Yeah. We've got our our properties that people know, understand, and hopefully have some faith in. Uh, yeah. Let's put Zatanna in one of these films, and then, or you know, even if we do, if we get another Justice League movie or a Justice League Dark or like whatever it is, then you yeah. put this character in. And mm-hmm. then people can fall in love with this character, and then down the road you can do a standalone Satana film. Yeah, which, which not to beat a dead horse, the, the reason they're in this position is you know because of that bad writing. Yes, yes. Right? Okay, moving I, on. Ideally, ideally, the way that DC should have done it was essentially copying Marvel's format, which is they didn't want to, which is why they're in this mess. But like, you've got in in the comics and in cartoons and stuff like that. Very often, you have the Justice League, which is pretty much every hero in the DC universe is part of the Justice League. But on the Justice League, there's kind of like 
the board of advisors, the, the, the people who do make the big plans. And that's your like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, Green Arrows on there. You've got um, Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter. Ideally, you would introduce these characters in their own films. And by proxy, you might introduce some of the lower tier characters uh, as well, or even some of them in, in a sync, two or three of them in a single film. And they didn't do that. So now they're in this messy situation where we can't get a really cool film about Santana. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. You know, got to do what they got to do. Bygones are bygones. And yeah, so. Maybe we'll okay, see moving on. somewhere else. Talking about Black Adam. And this is a DC week. This is a DC <laughs> Warner Brothers week. You and I um, are both in the next 48 hours going to go see Black Adam. And we have a Black Adam review coming uh black adam is currently boasting the lowest critic score of all of the dc films just i'm just pulling it up right now (laughs) do we want to beat this dead horse about bad writing even though you have a great lead but listen we don't know that we don't know that we haven't seen it right no we can't make that that's a that's a strong assumption (laughs) it's got a 39 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. However, the audience score is 90. Oh, really? So we could, you and I could come out of this film loving it. Critics don't understand it. And yeah, uh, we could, we could come out of it loving it. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm like, regardless of everything we've seen um, and heard, I am, I am excited for it. Not only for the rock, obviously, uh, but specifically I'm, I'm so pumped about Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Like, uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited for this movie. So this, ah, man, that that bums me out because I had no idea Dr. Fate was going to be in this film. I had no idea Pierce Brosnan was Dr. Fate. And I, I was mean, no. I through I'd, Facebook yesterday and I seen an image of him and Dr. Fate and will he return? And I was just, I was like headliner or something like that. And I was just like, no, that would have been such a sweet reveal sitting in the seat. Yeah. I was so bummed out. Oh, well, what a spoiler. Oh, Oh, well. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about this. We're going to talk about it obviously at nauseum in our, our review, but it's just, I think it's interesting that, that, you know, it's possible that, the rock has has i mean yeah you know what you're going to you're going your job as the rock is to hype a film right as yeah. as you're the the star of the film you got to hype it uh but it seems like maybe he's overhyped this <laughs> he may have overhyped well, this film when you give and a I, man 15 years to hype a film sure and i think I, though <laughs> that this this might also explain like how the film is doing from a critic standpoint, I think might explain why Warner Brothers has started using Superman in the marketing. Right. Right. Just to be, oh, okay, drop, look. Drop people to the seats. Yeah, we got, we got, you know, we get it. It's not that great, but we got your Superman. So come see it for the post credit scene. I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> I could walk out of this film loving it. This could be my favorite DCEU film of all time. We won't know. I'll be going into it with an open mind. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving on. Um, over to over to Marvel. We gotta we gotta throw a little love Kevin Feige's way. Now, listen. One of the biggest fan theories throughout the entire <laughs> WandaVision series. 
Not just every WandaVision. Week. It's come up in almost every show I've seen since yeah, people but, do breakdowns. But specifically, <laughs> like it really started with WandaVision, <clears throat> yeah, where every it week it was like, <gasps> Mephisto. What if it's Mephisto? <gasps> I yeah. bet you it's Mephisto. Oh, I think uh, he's not actually Quicksilver. He's probably Mephisto. And it was yeah. just this like ongoing, relentless yeah, it's, thing. It started there, moved into Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. It's... Yeah, almost every DC property or Marvel property. We talk so much about DC, I'm getting them mixed up. <laughs> We've talked uh, after WandaVision, almost every Marvel property, there's been some kind of like somebody was able to pull something out that, hey, this could be. Could Mephisto. be Mephisto. Yeah. Now, listen, Mephisto, again, one of those niche. Not many people, the average person who knows about Spider-Man and and the Hulk and Captain America, they they haven't got the wildest inkling who Mephisto is. And that's okay, because this is Marvel. It's the MCU. They can introduce whoever they want, um, and, and we're going to go see it. Now, rumors started circulating a little while back that Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, you know, Bo-Rat and, um, well, Bo-Rat, is... <laughs> It was in talks, was, was, was having conversations about uh, potentially playing some sort of character in the MCU. Well, these are reports. I don't even want to say reports. These are rumors. These are reports about rumors. So take all of this with a grain of salt. But the current rumor, um, which seems to have a little bit of weight and traction behind it, is that he is going to be in the MCU and that he is going to play Mephisto. Now, if all you know about Sasha Baron Cohen is that he is Borat, then you might be thinking, this guy's a total goof and a clown. If you've seen him in things like Les Mis and Sweeney Todd and many of the other films that he's done, you'll know he's actually a very talented actor. He's he's extremely talented. Um, Very capable. capable. I think he's got the right the right mannerisms, the right sensibilities. I think this could be an excellent casting. Um, you know, if if you got to bring Mephisto into the MCU, then I think Sasha is a great choice. And if you have to bring Sasha into the MCU, then I think Mephisto is a great choice. So I'm all for this, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think Sasha's one of those actors who's just, they're a chameleon in terms of, what who and what they can play on the screen like they they he can turn into whoever he wants to be for a film um so much so that he could be unrecognizable as mephisto and not just because he's covered in makeup and red right but because his acting skills are that top tier so i i think it's i think it's great acting a great choice, uh, and I think he could nail it. Yeah, and and hopefully he will. Hopefully we'll get to see that. I imagine there'll be a little bit of CGI enhancing. It probably won't be all just, you know, well, probably won't I don't just think all be makeup much. and prosthetics. It wouldn't need much. Um, the images that come to, like, I'm not searching it right now, So, but the images in my mind of Mephisto is he's pretty much, he's very humanoid in, in form and shape. Yep. Uh, he's just got big spiky black hair and 
I think they uh, would. I think the only thing you'd have to do is is CGI his eyes, because in every interpretation of Mephisto I've seen, he's got like those white, glowing, fiery eyes. Yeah, but yeah, that's an easy thing to do. I I think you could get away with not even doing that. Just some kind of contacts, um, contacts to make them look creepy even off colored like a yeah a red or a green or something like that or goat shaped i don't know you know uh but um yeah i think i think he could nail the part i think it's cool. a good good casting choice all right and our final topic staying in the mcu is the trailer for ant-man and the wasp Mania has just dropped like literally just dropped and uh yeah, I mean it's it's it it's Ant Man. It's Paul Rudd. It's Evangeline Lilly. It's mm-hmm. uh, Michael Douglas. It, you know, so uh, and now Michelle Pfeiffer. So I'm excited for this film. Bill Murray's in this. Like, it's exciting. It's Ant Man has become one of the more beloved MCU properties for sure. I think the first one sort of surprised a lot of people. Um, and and as you know, as a character, he's he's performed better than than a lot of people would have imagined um so this is really exciting the one criticism not criticism worry that i have so we are you know if if you haven't seen the the kevin feige sort of like roadmap for the mcu moving forward we are building towards you know, at the end of, of phase six, we're getting two Avengers films, and one of them is titled Avengers the Kang Dynasty. So we are moving towards Kang, right? Kang was introduced in uh, the end of the Loki series, and yep. we've gotten a couple references to him since. Here's the thing, though. In this trailer, I'm, I think that this film needs to do a lot of heavy lifting in terms of like, yes, we've introduced Kang sort of, I think this film needs to actually introduce Kang because Kang shows up in the trailer spoilers. Um, but I don't think that like if Kang shows up in this trailer right now, if he shows up in this movie and is, in there in the capacity that we're all supposed to know who he is now. Like we're all, you know, we're just supposed to see him like he's in the trailer and right. there's not really any explanation for who he is. And in the trailer, it's yeah. supposed to be well, like this <gasps> kind of moment. I don't in think Loki, he's not referred. It's been a while since I watched Loki, but all through Loki, he's just referred to as the man at the end of time. Yeah. I don't think he's ever refers to himself or anybody ever no. refers to him as Kang or Kang no. the Conqueror. So he I just, think he, I think the closest he comes in Loki is saying, "I've been many things, uh, this yeah. and that. I've been a conqueror." So, but at um, this point, yeah. I don't think the MCU has you know in this trailer he shows up and it's supposed to be this shocking moment, but I don't think that the MCU has laid enough groundwork with Kang in order for a anybody really to understand who he is or that this is a big deal. Um, again, referring to the average movie going audience. Um, and so I think that this film hopefully is going to not just have him show up and, Oh, okay. It's the guy from Loki because like, like you said, it's been a while since you've seen it. 
I'm sure there's a lot of people, I know there's a lot of people who haven't seen it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I have, I have a fear right now that they are going to flub the introduction and setup of Kang and that we're not going to get the proper exposition that we need in order for Kang to really make sense for everybody. Um, to an extent, myself included, right? I'm not a big in the comics, you know, blah, blah, blah. Kang's not someone who I'm super familiar with. Um, so even I need a little more. I need, I need to, you know, like I, I get that he's a big deal. Um, obviously, I mean, his name's in the title of an upcoming Avengers film. So he's, you know, like this is Age of Ultron shit. Like <clears throat> this is a big deal. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I think I think Ant Man and the Wasp has a lot of heavy lifting to do if it's going to get us to the point where we come out of that film going, okay, Kang, this is Kang, this is what Kang means, and Kang is a real issue. What are your thoughts? You watch this trailer. What do you think? First off, I regret watching the trailer. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to the <laughs> movie news it, business. I, I don't make it a secret that. I like to try and stay as spoiler free as possible going into films these days because a lot of times trailer I feel like trailers reveal way too much uh, information that ends up ruining the watching experience. I'll make you a deal. So I'll make you, you deal for your benefit. Video, you sent this trailer to Pete and I, and I watched it. And as I'm watching it, I I got. I was getting hyped. I was like, oh, Kang, that's really cool. And he looks like Kang the Conqueror. He's in his chair. You know, he's got yep. the armor on. Yeah. Um, and then Bill Murray shows up. I'm like, what? I didn't know Bill Murray was in this. So, you know, I, I was at, by the end of the trailer, I was pretty hyped. hyped. It was a cool yeah. trailer. It was did good at like drawing me in and getting me excited. But then because of my the way I've been intaking my movies lately, I felt really disappointed after I was like, oh, shoot, this would have been the movie would have been so much better if I didn't see those scenes. So there's a part of me that's really disappointed. There's a part of me that's really hoping that somehow they're going to do uh, a uh, Infinity War trailer. A bait and switch. Bait and switch with the like they did with the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll make I'm you, excited. I'll make you deal. I think it's been a good. I'll make you a deal. What? In doing this show, you are going to have to see some movie trailers. Like, that's just, we're going to have to talk about trailers that come out. Yeah. The deal I will make you, because you know there's going to be like six more trailers for this film <laughs> that's going to reveal way, way more. more. I will only ever, I will only ever make you watch and talk about the first trailer of a movie. After that, oh, you don't have to watch you, anything. <laughs> All right. Bless so. your heart. We have some more, sir. <laughs> but either way, you're excited. It looks good. Yeah, I'm it's excited. Man. Um, that being said, like your point about it needing to do heavy lifting, I think yes and no. Um, like the last couple of Avengers, like the first few Avengers film, Age of Ultron, right? Age of Ultron, we didn't know anything about Ultron until Age of Ultron. Um, That's the first. Fair. The first Marvel, the uh, first Avengers movie. We didn't know anything about the Chitari. 
prior to that Avengers movie. The the enemy in that one was Loki, who was set up in Thor. Yeah. Two Thor movies to be yeah. specific. But so I think, yeah, there's some heavy lifting here, but it doesn't have to do a lot of work. Right. No, I just think they need to make they can't treat Kang in this like I, I I'm just saying they need to introduce him. Even though yeah. we've seen him, they can't treat they cannot treat Kang in this movie as just someone showing up who we already know. Well, so here's like and I just had this thought when you were talking about them new quantum uh what is it? Quantum Quantumania. Quantumania needing to do heavy lifting for Kang. If they just treat him as their primary villain for this unit for this movie, I think you can set Kang up to be the new um to be the new Loki until we get our really big threat, our our Thanos level threat. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is what they're doing. Yeah. And my fingers are still crossed that it is um it is doom with the whole multiverse of madness and clashing realms. Uh, I, war yeah. Potential. Yeah. Quite possibly happening. Yeah. So, all right, yeah. that's it for the news. Thank you so fun. much for listening. Um, yeah. make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages listed below, like follow comment, you know, do whatever you need to do, yeah. um, in order to stay in the know with the movie men podcast, uh, check mm-hmm. out our Patreon page. It's a great way to support the show and get some fun little perks. We also have a merchandise page, which, uh, just for Carl, just for Carl, we have some uh, Christmas merch coming up. Ooh. So yeah, yeah, nice. Don't don't you want uh, this year your stocking to say the Movie Men podcast on it? Yeah, you do. That'd be cool. Yeah, you do. All right. Well, sir. Until next time, when we will have seen Black Adam, and we will be able to either say Talk we don't know what it. the critics are talking about, or sit and cry you know what you know uh, here's here's why i think there's hope for us with black adam because there's another film that the critics panned and you and i adore we saw it together in the theater and you and i adore thought this was like non-stop awesome from start to finish and uh and the critics hated it and that's that's the disney movie tomorrowland oh yeah you and that I love so Tomorrowland. It's so good, and the critics hate it. So you know what? Maybe, maybe you know, another, thing, another great thing about Tomorrowland was their advertising. Oh my gosh! Now like, we're talking. I didn't about even Tomorrowland. have to worry about spoilers. That, they I regret did such it. A, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. All right, anyway, sir. Have a uh, Shazam! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>